Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. In this week's Full Throttle podcast, we look back at the Australian round of the World Superbike Championship when Alvaro Bautista came into the series and won all three races on the new V4 Ducati. We'll be chatting to the technical coordinator from Ducati, Marco Zambenedetti, as well as, from the other side, Jonathan Reyes crew chief, Pera Riba from Kawasaki. So welcome to the show. This is the Full Throttle podcast from Eurosport. You can listen to the show on the Eurosport website, on Spotify and on iTunes. Greg Haynes with you. And well, bit of a different start to the season, wasn't it? Back at Phillip Island in Australia. Bautista coming in from left field, winning not one, not two, but three races. But right behind him in the sprint race was Jonathan Ray. And a little bit further behind due to strategy in the other races, with Jonathan Ray. So he picked up three second places and for me still remains the favourite in the championship this year. But there's a long, long way to go. The Ducati is definitely going to be a threat at other circuits. Quite how much do they feel it's going to be a threat though? Let's find out as we chat with Marco Zambenedetti, the technical coordinator from Ducati. Marco, first of all, congratulations, because I think it's fair to say Australia was quite incredible. Nobody really imagined Alvaro Bautista winning three races on his debut and dominating the races as well. How surprised were you? Yeah, um, sure. Uh, Alvaro surprised everybody uh, because uh, we expect a lot uh, of speed from him uh regarding uh, is um, what he show during his gp uh race in australia but uh, we do not expect uh, that kind of amazing uh, uh, <laughs> amazing uh, managing of the all three races and also the tires uh, that uh, he is able to uh, achieve the confidence necessary to stay on the top uh, with Pirelli in the just a few months from uh, the very first start uh, with this bike and these tires. Yes, that's what was so impressive, isn't it? The fact he could manage the tire because before the race on Saturday, everybody was expecting that it was going to drop after 17, 18, 19 laps, and all of a sudden everybody would catch him. But it never happened. There wasn't even any sign of it happening. Um, sure, we are um, 
uh, we have a quite good level of um, strategy in terms of electronic and setup just to achieve the results of uh, um, do not destroy the tires uh, in Phillip Island. So in terms of the energy that we put on the tire, we are able to manage, but uh, the very first uh, uh, strategy that uh, works better than everything is the rider, uh, um, uh, how the rider uh, use the tires and uh, Alvaro uh, could make a very big step uh, in these terms. No, it was absolutely incredible, wasn't it? And of course, you had your turn on the podium. That must have been a nice experience for you as well. Sure, uh, I'm grateful, uh, but uh, I was on the podium, but uh, I, I will say that uh, I represent the job of everybody from the racing department yes. of Ducati Corsa and also from the uh, Ducati um, uh, stock bikes uh, uh, developing department that uh, has have done a very great job and very good base uh, for uh, the uh, for the this bike in terms of technical. Uh, uh, in terms of uh, power, in terms of setup, aerodynamics, uh, everything uh, seems uh, working very well. <laughs> and uh, we will see for the next. What's the mood like now, Marco, inside the Ducati, the Aruba team and Ducati Corsi generally? Because, of course, the previous model, the V-Twin Panigale, never won the title. This bike has come out now and won three races dominantly winning three races it must be a very positive mood at the moment in the company yeah sure now uh, everybody uh, all the customer that uh, wants to have a really race bike uh, must must buy a ducati there is no <laughs> other uh, possibility to chance uh, to choice uh, uh, something different yeah. but anyway Apart of this, uh, uh, sure we are at the beginning, and uh, and uh, the the start uh, was uh, very nice and give us a lot of confidence. But uh, we must uh, stay concentrated and focused because uh, we don't know uh, what are the weakness point of this bike, and so and we will discover this kind of weakness uh, point in terms of uh, reliability in terms of setup uh, problem and so for the next race so stay focused but sure this uh, start give us a plus of energy just to push more interestingly Gigi Deligne has said in an interview recently to Alvaro that we must approach Thailand as though we actually lost the races in Australia we can't just take it for granted that this is going to keep happening. We've seen before, haven't we, that what happens in Australia is not often a reflection of the season ahead, but it seems like Ducati is very aware of this. Yeah, um, I agree with uh, Gigi, just uh, because uh, uh, the the rest of the race, uh, sure, are more complicated for us. uh, First of all, because uh, there is not a test before the race and with a new bike it's very difficult with also this new schedule during the weekend with only two um, sessions during the Friday. With a new bike it's very difficult to find a good setup in just two sessions and test tires and so and so. And 
and the next race uh, hasn't uh, haven't a um, uh, proper test uh, just a few days before, but uh, we arrive and need to find the setup in a very quick time. Uh, and this will be the most uh, challenging part of uh, the 2019, in my opinion. Uh, so we will uh, see the next race, uh, how it's going. I, I would like to make a, 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 a final uh, uh, bill, let me say, or sum, uh, at the end of the first five race i think and marco for anybody who's listening who watched philip island and they saw one ducati dominating with a new rider in the championship while Chaz davis was struggling eugene laverty had a few struggles michael rubin rinaldi of course had to learn philip island it was his first time there but basically i'm trying to say how is it that one ducati can be so dominant and the other three seem to be struggling what's going on but um, regarding uh, Charles, uh, he, the main problem with him is that uh, he suffered a lot about his injuries uh, during the winter, and uh, this uh, take uh, away from for him the possibility to uh, make a proper setup with a proper speed uh, during the winter test. And uh, when he arrived in Philip Island, this. Uh, loss of uh, base uh, uh, setup in terms of electronic and uh, setting of the bike. Um, uh, take uh, a little bit uh, out of uh, window in terms of setup uh, um, during the test. And so we lost uh, some energy. But uh, for the... Um, Sunday race for the, uh, the uh, race two, we uh, we just start to take the right uh, direction and uh, also the feedback uh, from the rider and overall the results uh, is that uh, is was quite happy because he understand a lot uh, from the bike uh, more than what he understand during the win all the winter test. So we are uh, so positive. Regarding the other uh, satellite team, uh, I think that Michael uh, Rinaldi has done a very good job mm. because it was the very first time for him in Australia. Yeah. And the pace was not so bad, especially race one and uh, uh, on, on the second part. Um, unfortunately, they, they have suffered from some mechanical problem, so uh, they cannot uh, stay all time concentrated on the performance, but uh, it's uh, a part of uh, the game, let me say, with a new bike, new teams, uh, especially also with uh, Eugene. It's uh, the most important part that uh, they must uh, work now is just to set up the team uh, to work with a very different uh, bike and uh, different uh, uh, mode to work on the bike because they arrived from a Kawasaki private team to a Ducati. Ducati is yeah, a, yeah. a, a bike that is very, very close to the official bike and also all the uh, procedure and uh, method to work on the bike is different, but uh, it's a challenge that the, the Go11 team uh, will like to uh, take and uh, uh, 
Uh, let me say, take and uh, uh, continues to work on that uh, for the beginning of uh, this year. Yeah, and of course, so I'm confident. Also, also Eugene is a very nice uh, rider. Give us some uh, good feedback uh, about some uh, parts that uh, he had tried and about the behavior of the bike. So, yeah, confident. It's just a starting uh, setup of uh, all the. Team. Yeah, and of course, Eugene had a problem in the test on Tuesday. So considering that, he actually did a good job, didn't he, to get back to where he was and, and score some good results. Just going back to Chaz very quickly, Marco, we have a lot of British fans, of course, at Eurosport in the UK, really hoping that Chaz is going to be back up there as soon as possible. He won, of course, in Thailand, one of the races last year. How confident are you that he will be fighting for a victory again in Thailand next weekend? 100%. Really? You think he'll be there? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. I'm, I think that uh, it could be there. Absolutely. It's uh, a, a kind of circuit that um, uh, show uh, very well the, what are the, the strongest points of uh, Chaz's uh, uh, way to ride. And uh, also, uh, we understand, uh, uh, we understand uh, a lot uh, in uh, Philip Island. So, I'm, I'm uh, absolutely confident uh, and uh, we are working in that direction. Chaz is a fighter and he never uh, give up, so he will arrive. I suppose, it, I suppose sure. it also shows, Marco, how strong the level of the field is in general now after missing out on some testing. You know, the, 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 <laughs> the field is very, very strong this year. Yeah, yeah sure. But uh, it's just... Uh, I think uh, a challenge that uh, uh, all the riders and especially Chaz, uh, uh, we like to to try to uh, to win. So, Marco, so, the f- uh, and yeah. the sorry, the final question. Um, obviously, we can see the Kawasaki is still very, very strong. Maybe Jonathan Ray is still the favourite for the title. If you look at the sprint race and the data they have with their bike for the next tracks. What will the key be? I know this is a the classic question, but what do you think the key will be this year for Chaz, for Alvaro, for you, for Ducati to beat that Kawasaki this year? Uh, yeah, sure. We are uh, working 100% uh, <laughs> to, to do this. Uh, but uh, also I think that uh, Kawasaki uh, demonstrated that now have two riders able to yeah, stay yeah. in the very first row. It's double trouble for you. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, we are confident about uh, what are our uh, um, strongest point, our bike and our rider. So it will be a very nice championship uh, this year. Uh, something very different from what we saw in the last year. And we are uh, everybody working for this because uh, we would like to enjoy uh, everybody that watch uh, Superbike Race. Yeah, me too. It looks like the fight is on. Thank you very much for all of the entertainment in Australia, Marco, and good luck for Buriram. Thank you, and uh, see you the next day. 
So clearly, tremendous success, but still work to do on the new V4 Ducati as they head to Thailand next weekend. What about Kawasaki then? Because as I said at the top of the show, it was three second places for Jonathan Ray in Australia to limit the points loss to Alvaro Bautista. Ray had one of the wins in Thailand last year and has been very successful at the Buriram circuit since it debuted on the calendar in 2015. Pera Reba, crew chief then, is on the line. How are you, Pera? Um, I'm uh, just uh, in home uh, uh, trying to prepare the next race uh, that uh, we're going to Thailand and uh, analyzing everything we did last year, also uh, analyzing everything we did in, in Australia. Uh, because this year, okay, result has been, uh, let me say, different. Uh, nobody expects the result from, especially from uh, Bautista and Ducati. But uh, I have a very, um, let me say, positive feeling from our bike uh, of 2019. And uh, yeah, just looking forward to keep uh, learning and improving for the next uh, uh, following races. So, to be honest, how surprised were you? Maybe not that Batista won, but the gap to everybody else, because it was quite big, wasn't it? Yeah, the gap was weak, of course. Um, but, you know, uh, there are many, many different readings of this race. I mean, as I said to you before, nobody, I don't think any any person expect this result, uh, no. especially after to see the winter time. Uh, in Portimao and Jerez a couple of times and uh, let me say the speed of the bike, uh, speed of the rider. Of course, it's a new bike and uh, they are doing a very good job and they're improving everything in the track. And also about this time, it's time, uh, you know, winter time was the first time was using this bike with these tires, with a new team, with a new people, with a new everything. I mean, of course, uh, expecting some improvements, this is clear, but okay, straight away to be uh, as fast as he was in Australia, okay, was a quite big uh, surprise, I guess, for everybody. But, uh, you know, in another hand, uh, okay, I really believe the result is not reflecting exactly 100% the potential of each one. I mean, um, We've been following a strategy in Australia. As you know me very well, I'm trying always to focus for the targets we have for the end of the year, and not the target is still the same one. Um, the target is trying to win again. Of course, it will be not easy. It's never easy because everybody is trying to, to improve and trying to stop uh, Johnny. But... Um, you know, Australia always has been a difficult track for us, especially for the 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 the, the rear tire, let me say, uh, problem or issue or I don't know. You can say whatever you want about this uh, list of problem we have with Pirelli's. Then this has been marked all the weekend. I mean, uh, in the test we've been uh, focused with Johnny and uh, everybody trying to improve this problem. But we straight away seen that still was uh, difficult for us to fix 100%. And, uh, okay, then in the race weekend, we make, a, you know, make a decision to make a strategy to try to get as much uh, points we can from the race weekend. 
not making mistakes. And as as I say, the target was to finish as best we can and get the maximum points. This means I really believe Johnny didn't um, uh, believe. No, I mean I know that the strategy was just to save the tires and finish the race. Mm. It's quite clear to see in the in the in the TV when you see the races that uh, we have three races. Race one, uh, Johnny started the race and he was in front of the group. Bautista Bautista get the rhythm and he was was going away. I mean, he did a very good job, of course. But, uh, okay, Johnny was just managing the race. Johnny was just trying to win the group, stopping the group, try to be as as slow as possible the race just to save the tires. And finally, he did a really good job and he he reached the target we get. Then Sunday morning for the race, uh, fast race, the second race is a shorter race, let me say. I really believe here you can get the real... Um, let me say potential of mm. uh, Johnny bike uh, package, you know, because yeah. uh, I think the race was com- crazy. I mean, the fastest race uh, in Australia ever. Johnny did 30, <laughs> 30.0 in lap eight. This is mad. I mean, this is really, really fast. We know our bike improved from last year. We know our bike is a little bit better compared to last year. We improved some points, the engine gives some extra things that we still have to develop. We still have to get the maximum profit, but we know hundred percent that in winter time, our bike was working quite well, you know, was, uh, uh, improved compared to last year. Johnny was very happy. And then in this short race, Johnny really shows the potential. Again, I have to say that Bautista together with the bike, together with all packages, they did a great job. And in that time, Bautista win again uh, by one second from Johnny. Last lap already, Johnny gave up because, okay, the target was the target. Again, second position. He was enjoying with the bike. He showed, but he couldn't pass. You know, I mean, some areas mm-hmm. where you can pass, we have uh, not the same potential. And anyway, uh, we have to say they did a good job. They win. and uh, But... What I want to say is that Johnny shows the real potential in that race. This means, okay, then you can see again in the race two of Sunday, the strategy will go back to the to the same as was uh, race one. I mean, uh, we we talk with Johnny. We 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 been Johnny don't like to finish second. Johnny don't like to do a race not going hundred percent. But I repeat, I think we get the right decision. We get the maximum points that we could in uh, Phillip Island and race two. Again, he tried to manage the race and he did very well and he finished second again. I mean, um, uh, this means, you know, uh, we cannot be mad. I mean, I I repeat, they did a great job. Ducati, Alvaro, the team, everybody. But uh, as I say, I really believe we need time to go to Thailand, to go to Aragon, Asen, and to see exactly uh, the the real potential of uh, everybody, not only Johnny, not only Bautista. I believe uh, Chas has to improve. It's not normal that only one bike is going fast from one manufacturer. And also, I really believe Yamaha make a step forward in winter time, and I'm sure they show better performance. 
This means um, it's not uh, need time. You know, I mm, really, yeah. I really like to see uh, how everybody develops. You know, how uh, the potential will be hundred uh, percent from all manufacturers and all riders. And I believe this will be a little bit more clear um, during next uh, two, three rounds. This is my overall, uh, you know, uh, point of view. Last year, of course, we all remember Marco Melandri won both of the races in Australia and never won again for the whole season. I get the feeling this year Bautista probably will win again. What's your feeling? Uh, my feeling is it's going to be different. I mean... Uh, we have to be honest. Um, I'm not looking for excuses, never, you know. Uh, you know myself. I'm always trying to focus with myself, with my rider, with my bike, with uh, Kawasaki, and try to improve the package always uh, step by step. But, uh, you know, it, it's quite clear over the paper to Cathy make, uh, uh, let me say, a new bike, uh, following the regulation. I mean, mm, but is a bike that is performance point of view is uh, really really high. You know, I mean, um, they did a great job. What they can say, you know, I mean, they they take the book. They've been clever to reading the book, and they, for the market, okay, they have different philosophy as Japanese have, you know, and they make, a, let me say, a completely race bike to sell in the normal road. What they can say, I mean, they follow the rules. They are, they, 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 they are clever. They do this direction and they did a really good job. Okay, this is in, in one hand, but in another one, um, as I said, we need time. I mean, uh, Johnny has been flying in the last four years not only Johnny, you know, other manufacturers, I think, has been improving, as I said to you before. I think Yamaha is the best Yamaha we have seen in the last four years. Lowe's also has been, has been growing. Um, you know, we need more time because even if I feel Ducati have a really good potential, I think we'll be much more close. That, of course, has been showing in, in, uh, in Phillip Island. About uh, the question, last year Marco win this year. Uh, honestly speaking, and also I believe Bautista comes to Superbike in a good moment for him. He was doing a great job in MotoGP. He's uh, he's mature, have experience in racing. Um, he's professional. They give a really good. Uh, power from Ducati with this new bike that is very, 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 very important for them to do a good result because with the last Panigale, they did not a good job, let me say, because they never win a championship. This is, if you if you can understand all the history from World Superbike, Ducati has been uh, the most winner manufacturer far from another one's. But in the last five, six years with this Panigale, the result has not been the one that I really believe they expect. This means, you know, now to change completely 100% the philosophy of the bike because go from uh, B2 to B4 and uh, is completely new bike and not make a good result, this would be really bad for them. 
the image should be really, really bad. This means they put a lot of effort. They did a great job, of course, until today. But I repeat, we need time to see the real potential from everybody. But clearly, uh, you know, the package is there. I mean, they show a really good speed, a really good uh, performance in Australia cannot be that in Thailand they are from first to ten. This is would be not logic, you know, would be not 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 realistic. But in another hand, I don't think also that will be like Australia, like fifteen seconds from the second uh, position. I mean, just time. My my point of view is that we need time to be exactly hundred um, percent sure where every bike every rider, every package, every manufacturer will be um to fight to fight for the for the for the front rock for the for front positions. Now the next tracks we have coming up, Peter, as you know, are Buriram in Thailand and Motorland Aragon in Spain, which both have particularly long straights. So what's anyone gonna be able to do to get ahead of the Ducati? Because it's a missile, isn't it? It's so quick in a straight line. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. It's really quick. Was really quick in Australia, but also, mm. honestly speaking, um, if you analyze Australia racetrack and you analyze all we can, we've been doing in in Australia. You, for example, eh, uh, from my side that I, I, I'm checking and I'm working with Johnny, and there were our biggest competitor <laughs> was Bautista. Okay, then if you check last split. In Australia, sector four is, uh, you know, breaking in T10, and then it's just a small happen, t- um, the corner, the tight corner, T10, and then go 11 and 12, and then the main straight. Mm. If you check all weekend, Alvaro has been easy, easy, three tenths a lap, yeah, three, yeah, three tenths yeah. a lap compared to everybody. In another hand, True. for us, if you also check all the history uh, of Johnny in Australia, um, not only one lap, eh? you just check average, 20 laps. And you check this split, for us, it's for, no, I'm not talking is a, is a, a mistake or is a not well done from Johnny. I'm just talking about package, you know, Johnny, bike, mm. all together. This sector is one of the most difficult sectors for us ever in all tracks. Then if mm. you really analyze that and you want to understand about the speed, the speed in, in Australia, Phillip Island, is done depending how you actually exit from T12. It's not a matter only of power, that of course the power always helps, yeah. but this is depending which mechanical grip, which gear you have, which, is, which RPM you use. I mean, all together you create the speed in the end of the, the, the straight, you know? This means, what I want to say with that, of course, Ducati have a really, really uh, good speed and uh, easily have um, quite big step in the horsepower compared to, to us or Yamaha. But what I want to say is that, again, I don't think it's the place to check exactly because... For example, if you check Jerez or you check Portimao, the top speed of uh, Bautista or the top speed of Lowe's or the top speed of Van der Mark or our top speed of Johnny, Leon, even Hondas or even other bikes were much closer 
compare how was in Philip Island. And Alvaro, mm. if you see in Philip Island, he was really fast every about the top speed I'm talking, about every single lap by his own without the slipstream or nothing. Because the package and the potential in that time was impressive, you know? This means, uh, sure, Aragon, as you said, or Thailand, uh, if you have more power and you have good grip, the bike goes more forward. This is clear, 100%. One plus one is two. This is, is easy to understand. But what I want to say hmm. is that uh, there are some circumstances how you start to create this speed, you know. And um, in Australia, uh, Alvaro itself, together with the package, they've been really, really strong compared to everybody exiting from T to L. You know. Anyway, this for sure, uh, this doesn't mean that they will not be fast in another track. Of course not. I'm sure they will. I mean, as I said, in Jerez and Portimao, Alvaro was one of the top speed, or maybe the top, but was not 10 or 12 kilometers difference. was mm, maybe yeah. three, four, five, you know? I don't know. Um, we, we, I repeat. Uh, anyway, this is all my point of view. I mean, I can be wrong, uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I'm... I really believe with our package. I really believe we make a step forward compared to last year. I really believe still we have the best ride in the grid. This means we need time. We need time to, to show everything and we need time to understand the performance of another ones. What is clear in my opinion is that uh, if you check all the lap times from all the tracks last year, from the last three, four years, I don't think... It's very difficult that it's just now coming one rider and one bike and he's going one second faster everywhere, every track, because if it's like that, there is something um, different. Mm, must be completely uh, different from some point because you cannot improve huge from one year to another one when you are with a similar bike, let me say, I mean, as I said, we improve our bike, but how much we improve? Sometimes you even don't improve the lap time. Sometimes you improve durability of tire, way to way to use the rear tire. For example, you do 31.0 first lap and 31.2 last lap. And last year, the drop was half a second. This year is two tenths. This is improved. You know what I mean? It's not only uh, lap time. Yeah, it's yeah. many, many things. This means... We'll see. We'll see. I'm really excited to go to the next uh, races and just to see where we are and where is Alvaro and where is everybody. Yeah, just my last question, Pedro, because it definitely feels like the pressure, more pressure is still on Ducati at the moment than Kawasaki. But just talking about your bike with the new engine, uh, forgetting the rivals, your bike, how happy are you with the bike this year at the moment and how much more is there to come? Because this is only the beginning, isn't it? Yeah. I mean... Honestly speaking, our bike uh, is not a huge difference compared to the last year's bike. As you know, mm -hmm. we have some new components from engine side that this makes and uh, helps, uh, okay, to have a little bit more RPM, that this is always welcome. This makes to have to work, you, you can work a little bit different with the engine side, uh, the gearbox, uh, you know, different things. But 
in another hand also this uh, with the new components affects a little bit to the chassis and helps to let me say to break a little bit late uh, to give a little bit more feedback to the rider and as I said we we're happy with the with the result we did in winter winter time we're happy with steps we did compared to last year and um, and of course as you said we're still under developing this new bike and uh, uh, understanding the points to improve uh, of course in australia okay we we took the strategy to not push and finish the race because the tire because we've been not able to use uh, you know perfectly the rear tire but uh, you know i already have some information from australia and then we go to thailand and aragon and a step by step by step i'm sure we will still improve the package because we we can feel the points we can do it and already preparing for the future but i'm uh, my philosophy is uh, we need time to confirm things not only in one track we need to understand in different tracks especially uh, australia is easy to be a little bit confused because it's quite unique track. This means we have to go to another tracks and then keep understanding and learning the direction to go. I have to say, Perry, you still sound dangerously confident this year. I am, honestly, I am. I mean, I am because <laughs> I, I really know which bike we have. I really know the condition of rider. And believe me, um, I feel Johnny is still growing. Johnny has been really, really good preparing this winter. Um, he's happy with the bike. He's enjoying with the bike. And then for different circumstances, um, you know, another one has been better in Australia. We have to say, well done, good mm. job. Uh, but we know the potential and we know the championship is long. And then we have yeah. to focus with ourselves. And uh, I think everything, everything is going to be okay. I mean, what is clear also is that to win a championship by 200 points is ridiculous. You know, I mean, this sometimes talking with Johnny, with the guys is one day will finish. I mean, it's not, not normal, you know? And, uh, of course now Ducati come with a new weapon with a bike that seems over the paper to be really, really good. Seems to be very, very good job in Australia. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, clearly, from our side, we are uh, never stopping to work, never stopping to improve. Everybody working really professional. KHI always Japan helping us with all the, the the things we need. This means the package is still very very strong and uh, cannot be from cannot be <laughs> from today until tomorrow that everything change. This would be not logic, you know. Yeah, I agree with you. Well, Pena, it's always a pleasure to talk to you and thank you very much. Good luck for Thailand. Okay, thanks a lot. See you, Greg. Definitely, definitely still a lot to happen, isn't there, between now and the 39th race of the season in the World Superbike Championship in Qatar in October. Many thanks once again to Marco and to Pera there. But I'm afraid we have to end this week's podcast on a very sad note indeed, because we heard the news just a few days ago that we have lost Keith Flint, of course, known as a global megastar with the prodigy in the 90s in particular, but also a very, very popular figure in the British superbike paddock. 
He was a racer himself on an amateur level. He's done some endurance racing in his time. He's been on a couple of track days with our good mate, James Whittam. I was talking to James about this just before recording the podcast. And he said he certainly remembers Keith. One day, James was on his way back from Brands Hatch and he'd spotted Keith in the paddock. And this is before he got involved in racing. And he said he was in the queue for the Dartford Tunnel on his way home. And this bike pulls up alongside and knocks on the window. And James is there thinking, oh, no, have I cut him up? What's happened? And the visor's pulled up and he realizes it's Keith Flint of the Prodigy fame. And he just shouted, yeah, then put the power on and shot away through the traffic. And James was also just saying totally different persona to the Keith Flint that you saw in the Firestarter video. And incidentally, Stuart Higgs from MSVR has confirmed that they will be playing Firestarter on the warm-up lap for the first race of the BSB season in April. So a very nice touch there from Stuart and from MSV. But again, in the words of James Whittam, he said you just couldn't have got a nicer more polite and and quite an introverted bloke actually than Keith, a completely different persona to what you saw when he was on stage with the prodigy. So our thoughts certainly with everybody in the BSP paddock and the friends and family of Keith Flint. And we end the podcast with the words from James Whittam in his tweets on the 4th of March. He was to many an unapproachable music icon, but for a small group of people who knew him through his passion for motorcycles and motorcycle racing, He was the most genuine and friendly bloke you could meet. Godspeed, Keith. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.